This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the post-game edition of Silver and Black today. The Raiders 27-14 winners at home in the season finale against the Denver Broncos. And we're here to talk about it. I am Scott Branson, your host, along with not only Murph, who joins us, of course, in every post-game show, but also Swag Jeff, my buddy from hey. Radio. He's there too. He can't are you got you got a headphone in too. You can hear us too, Jeff. Got you, man. I can hear oh, there, there we go. Murph's got the microphone. I think he did that strategically on you. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> we're, we're here. Murph and Jeff are live at Allegiant Stadium, having witnessed this win firsthand. So, guys, uh, just an amazing, amazing game for the Raiders. They finished strong. Obviously, a great thing for Antonio Pierce, too, who will be a finalist for the permanent head coaching position. And we'll get into that in a minute. But the Raiders, they come out, and I think they set the tone right from the beginning on defense. And it took the offense a little bit to get going, but the offense really looked good. They were consistent throughout the game, and and that was fantastic as well. So we appreciate uh, being able to watch some some good offense for once, uh, which is nice. Uh, especially this season. But, hey, you know what? It's all about how you finish. The the Raiders finish strong. Of course, they win their eighth straight against the Denver Broncos. And as always, the first thing we do is we uh, go for our Voice of the Fan segment. And that's why Jeff and Murph are with us. And, and Murph, I'll, I'll turn to you. First of all, congratulations. As you guys were out there being honored for the work you do with the One Nation Foundation uh, and all that you do to help out Raider Nation. So thank you for that as well. But, uh, tell, tell us, just tell us about the mood. Tell us about how things went throughout this game as you were sitting there inside Allegiant Stadium. Uh, well, thank you, Scott, as always, for having us on the, on the show. And I want to tell you, Scott, there's only one word that could sum up the vibe of Allegiant Stadium tonight, and that is... Hey, I'm going to apologize if I blow out your speakers. Oh, my God. Scott, it was absolutely incredible tonight. The, the energy in Allegiant Stadium was amazing. Uh, the crowd was fantastic. There was a wee bit too many Bronco fans, but there always is because Bronco fans suck, and especially the one Raider, uh, not Raider, but the Bronco mom that was down in front of us, like six rows, waving a Raider flag. Like, figure it out, lady. But anyways, outside of that, it was an absolutely incredible night here at, Alle- at Allegiant Stadium. And listen, we, we ain't, ain't no Carl brought it home for us. The defense, as you mentioned, they're the ones that really got this thing done. And that's really been the story of this Raiders team this year is that the freaking defense is getting after it. And 
the AP chants were going crazy, Scott, at the end of the game. Yes. And it, listen, we've had a lot of debates. We've had a lot of discussions. And I'm going high level. And I'm, 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 you want the initial fan response? The initial fan response is that Antonio Pierce better be the goddamn head coach. Oh, my gosh. Easy. I'm pounding the table so much I'm knocking my phone down. Easy. Antonio Pierce better be the head coach of this football team. Otherwise, we'll just call it an opportunity miss, Scott. It's an absolutely incredible environment here. Raider Nation is fired up. We just beat the donkeys. That's three divisional opponents that we have freaking punked. God damn it, Scott. It's so fun. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, and listen, I know. I mean, look, I, I, I have been, as you guys know, and like you said, we will get, we will get into uh, talking about the, the future of the head coaching position with the Raiders, which is totally fine. But as I said... You know, listen, he, I have to give credit. I want to start with Antonio Pierce because I said it, I posted during the game that I felt by far this was the best game he managed. He not only managed the game, I mean, yes. got to give credit to the entire coaching staff. The defense has been on fire, as we know, for the last nine weeks. So that's no surprise, as you mentioned. But offensively, too, Bo Hardegree did better. He started a little slow, but the offense finally got its rhythm going and they went out there and they did what they had to do. The end of the first half is where I was really impressed guys because they had the ball yes. two yard line they go 98 yards they manage the clock properly Aiden O'Connell does a great job on the field doing that but also Antonio Pierce and managing that two minute drill did a fantastic job talk about what it was like in the stadium seeing the Raiders on the two yard line there with not much time left on the clock and then they take them all the way and score that touchdown before halftime and just basically I think that that to me that was the end of the game they just changed the momentum so much and the Broncos never recovered I couldn't agree more Scott you know that really was a game-changing moment in that uh, and you know right there before halftime you know we're all fired up we're about to get the ball back and DeAndre Carter leaves the freaking punt alone and drops it at the two-yard line and we're all kind of like what the heck is going on man get the ball get the ball but so you know in the first couple first couple uh plays right there just kind of just a couple yards here and there but much respect to Zamir White Zamir uh, White gets the massive run gets it to the 35 yard line and the the crowd gets energized and then we start going man that really was a game-changing moment to be up 17 to 7 at halftime going in man it was a huge huge play I mean the stadium started buzzing all that stuff, even to Bronco fans, we're leaving at halftime. You know what I mean? At that time, you know, that's typical Bronco stuff, man. You know, but but yeah, that was it was it was unbelievable, man. You know, to see AP or to, to see AOC, you know, keeping calm, keeping composed, all that stuff, man. Led the drive down and we got it done, man. It was this is just it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and I think, too, the one, the, the one thing I want to say is that over the last few years, since the Raiders have moved to Las Vegas, um, not only because of the fan thing, we talk about so many visiting fans going there, but they also haven't really been great at home from a win-loss perspective. But this year they finished 6-3, and three, of course, helped by the late-season surge uh, under Antonio Pierce. But talk about – you guys have been there enough times now to talk about – how the difference is now with the way the mood is around the fan base and how it was inside the stadium tonight. Yeah, and you know, so, so Scott, there was there was a lot of Bronco fans here, like, and, and we don't love that, but that idea, but we out freaking shine them, like, I mean, our our, our noise was louder, because that's what we do. We're kind of belligerent and we're kind of loud, and so we, we freaking you know outrank the the, the Broncos fans that were here. But in terms of the spirit of the team, I think this is the the, the question that you're getting at. 
is, is that the spirit of this football team, the spirit of this organization, the spirit of this fan base, it's been so reinvigorated. And I'm not taking a shot at you or Mo or anybody else in national media. But for those of you that are out there that are like, well, but wins is, is the ultimate thing that counts. Yeah, but you can have a watery ass guy lead you to victories. And that is the, it, it's a dream come true for us. You can hear the fans in the background. Everybody's chanting Raiders and everybody's chanting AP and everybody's excited and invigorated for what this team is going to do. I mean, we have nothing but hope. What what is there? I mean, I know we have questions at quarterback and I know we have questions in certain positions and I understand that we have a lot of work to do in terms of building the roster, but in terms of like excitement around the football team, am I wrong? Like, it's freaking awesome. Like, Raider, Raider fans are fired up for this. We're fired up for this. And Scott, I hope you are too. And you and Mo, because like, again, it's, it's, it's intangible. And that's the one thing that I'll say is that it's, I understand that like it, it all comes down to resume at times, but it, sometimes it doesn't. It's all about the intangibles that you can't teach. And there's something very unique about being a Raiders coach, being a Raiders player, being a Raiders fan. And some people will take a crap on me on YouTube or, or, or on Twitter and otherwise. But the bottom line, it's, 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 it's not about just, oh, I rep the Raiders. No, that's not it. It's different. It's breathing it. It's living it. It's owning it. It's being a Raider is something completely unique. And I bet that everybody that's listening to this channel, at some point, if you dig down deep into your soul, you know what the hell I'm talking about. There is something special about being a damn Raider fan. And Antonio Pierce has it, and he's leading this team. It's equaling god dang victories. So let's freaking go. Like, what are we all doing? What? <laughs> That's funny, but no, listen, I mean, look, there's no, there's no, there's no, uh, what's the word, discounting what I feel from the fan base, even if I'm in a more of a wait and see position like you guys know I am. That's never been an issue for me. I think you're right. I think they're, 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 it's a unifying force. There's been, at least for most Raider fans, a, a unification behind this guy because he came in at such a difficult period of time, and he's been able to do that. I mean, even coming in the stadium today, getting out of his car, seeing fans. I mean, if, if Antonio Pierce somehow doesn't become the coach, he's got a future in politics because the guy knows how to relate to people, not only his players, but the fan base too. So you have to give that. There's no question about his leadership skills and his ability that's not ever in question and I think that that was what made such a big difference you look at guys like Jack Jones coming over and what he's able to do you know that sort of stuff was was you can't put a price on it I mean look where this team was where people the fan base felt remember when Josh McDaniels was fired even before he was fired and there was that sense of relief fans at least that talked to me including you guys had this kind of, oh, man, this is just going to be – the rest of this year is going to be a slog. Yeah. And listen, it's had its difficulties under Antonio Pierce too. But overwhelmingly, look, he gets him to a 5-4 and four record. I mean, what else can you ask of a guy? You can't ask anything more. Like, what else does he need to do? And that's that's the bottom line for me, Jeff. I don't know about you, but, like, what else, what else does Antonio Pierce need to do to prove himself for the job? Yes, it would have been nice to beat the Colts. And especially considering the way that the, that the, the, the games play out today, man, it sure been real nice for the, for the Raiders to beat the Colts and have at least a sniff at a playoff spot. But they didn't. But, and so, but to bounce back, and you and I talked about this last time, Scott, that what you do in response to controversy, what you do in response to adversity, that defines your character. It's not about the one thing, whether it's external or internal. It's when one thing happens, what do you do in response to it? And Scott, the Raiders responded tonight. 
the players, we, one of the things we said coming into this game, if the if the Raider players really want Antonio Pierce to be the head coach, they've got to play for this man tonight. And they balled out. Like you, you mentioned, and they did fantastic. Tyree Wilson had an amazing game. Marcus Epps had an amazing game. Trayvon Merrick had an amazing game. Like when you look at the way that the, the defensive, I'm sorry. You can't see me. No one needs to see you, Jeff. So the defensive performance tonight was absolutely incredible. And then shout out Zamir White, man. I mean, Zeus, Zeus, and, and we were kind of, so yes about what the vibe was in the crowd. We were kind of like, is this the last time we've ever seen Josh Jacobs in a Raider uniform? And it might be. And so as a, in a human level, like I hate that because I like the guy and I think he's a great Raider. On a uh, the performance level, Zamir White looked amazing tonight. And so, and, and he has for a while now. So I think that he's the, could be the answer, RB1. And then we go and drop somebody. Anyways, that's, that's a whole other topic. But anyway, point being, though, gosh, God, it was, uh, the point is this the Raiders freaking won. God dang it, Jeff. Oh, look at that. I love it. I love the brotherly love there going on. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. Look, Zamir White, 25 carries, 112 yards, average four and a half. And really, the average was brought down towards the end there when they were just trying to run out the clock and he lost some yardage. Uh, but you look at that, he had a 25-yard run. It was fantastic. How about how about the youngster? How about Trey Tucker? Seven, or excuse me, yeah, five catches, 79 yards, really did well. And, of course, Jacoby Myers with the touchdown on the broken play runs it in. So that's what I think. I had somebody ping me and say, well, and it was about the Harbaugh thing. I'll just warn you guys. But he said, why would Harbaugh go to the Raiders when they're, they're not even close? It would take forever. It's like they're not. And listen, I agree with this. As bad as the offense has been, and Mo and I talk about this on the show all the time, which is they, they've been bad. The system they have isn't working. We know why. Number two, though, they have the tools. They have people like Devontae Adams and Trey Tucker, Michael Mayer when he gets back. Of course, the offensive line did really well tonight with Colton Miller back in there. They're not that far away. They won eight games this year. You bring in, you bring back Antonio Pierce or whoever the head coach is, and you institute and you have an offensive coordinator who knows what they're doing. This team's not that far away, and I think that's part of the excitement, too, that you saw with Antonio Pierce there was this team was finally starting to at least get some semblance of living up to some of the potential it has. Now, it didn't do it consistently enough, obviously, but I think that piece of it is a big deal. The Raiders are not that far away, and I think fans are, are sensing that, right? Hey, Michelle, how are you? Hey, good. How you doing? Good. Thank, thank goodness you made the picture look so much better than the other two guys. I appreciate it. Oh, nice. Scott, you're going to have to repeat the question. We lost audio for a moment. Oh, okay. No, we were talking about, I was talking about how this team isn't that far away. A lot of people think the team's far away because it needs some help on the offensive side. I still think and believe no matter how well Aiden O'Connell did tonight, and he did amazing, uh, they still need a more dynamic quarterback to come in and compete. But overall, you have the pieces on offense, Michelle, that this team team isn't that far away you saw where the defense progress was made it's huge now you add in some of those offensive pieces and get a good system in there and the Raiders can make noise next year yeah that's what's so cool about like watching these the games since AP's taken over is it, the pieces started to, we I didn't think they would click together that quickly and the pieces really just started to connect I think because of the energy that AP brings to the team and to the nation and so being able to see things click so quickly 
a quarterback that that's kind of the the linchpin. That's what's that's what's missing. Every oh goodness, everything else can stay. Can stay worry about it, huh? Like whoa, it looks yeah. good. No, you're good. Well, yeah, it's a little pink, but, um, it's a little purple. Yeah. <laughs> so I love seeing all the pieces click together so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, you know, we like Murph said, you know, we, we look at things pretty objectively on our show, as you know, but that's why I, that's why I had Murph on this show to begin with when we started doing this last year, because I think it's so vital to hear from fans and to hear how you're feeling. And you guys do an amazing show, by the way, if, if anybody's watching right now and has not gone and subscribed to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Michelle and Jeff, make sure you do so. But you guys also, yes, you're fans and you cheer for the team. But you've also been very open about about shortcomings with this team, and it's just good oh, yeah. to see. It's so good to go into an off season, unlike last year, where there's some positive feeling. Oh, oh yeah, no. absolutely. No, that's the thing. I mean, just seeing the the way that the po- oh, I got to sneeze. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> hey, it's live, baby. That's okay. We understand. Uh, but but Scott, to, to answer your question, so the way, like, yeah, we're we're, all, we're hypercritical this team at times. And listen, yes. we're passionate, we're passionate Raider fans. We love our we love our team. We're a fan of the Raiders that are not the I'm not a fan of the Raiders that aren't. But yeah. sometimes the Raiders that are suck, and the, the the Raiders that were under Josh McDaniels were terrible. And so, absolutely, we're not afraid to call that out. We're not afraid to call out deficiencies. But when you're here in this moment, and granted, shout out to Bo Chico. But like when you when you're here in this moment and you're feeling the vibe of Raider Nation and the energy that's here and on a win. Listen, we finished the regular season with a win against the Broncos and it's our third divisional win. Like it, it, the energy is high, the vibes are up, Raider Nation. And I don't see any world to where if you're a Raider fan, you can't be encouraged or energized by that. Like I mean, and I'm not here to like gatekeeper tell you how to be a fan, but that idea that like I don't get it because it, um it's tangible. It's so tangible here. Raider Nation is freaking fired up, Scott, and and I think that we're going to be in a in a great place going forward. This I, I think we talked about last week. This feels very similar to when the the Raiders walked off the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. Daryl Russell walks off the field, and all the Raiders finished with an even record. He said, "They going home." And we going home because we kicked them out of the playoffs. Now, granted, there was no playoff implications tonight, but that's the kind of energy that was in the room tonight. When Antonio Pierce walked off the field, when Max Crosby walked off the field, the freaking crowd went, can I say ape shit? Yeah. They went ape shit because everybody was all about the god dang Raiders. And, and so I'm telling you, we're all pulling the same rope. We're not arguing about a quarterback. We can debate about Jim Harbaugh. We can debate about whatever, whatever, whatever. But and that's a separate conversation. But in this moment, in this goddamn stadium, <laughs> everybody that's surrounding us right now, that, that guy. That guy. Loves Antonio Pierce. <laughs> that guy. Well, let, let me pose this question to you. And, and, and I'm not – and I'm looking at the chat. Everybody's great in the chat. Thanks to everybody on the chat, whether you're on YouTube. That guy loves him too. Oh, that guy too, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just trying, loves he's just trying to pay the bills, man. Or, no, he's getting a hot he's, dog. He's having a hot dog. He's having a hot dog. Having a hot dog. I love it. Um, live hot dogs on Silver and Black today. you got to love it. Uh, but 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 let me ask you this question because it, – it, it, just just because, because of how you're feeling as a fan and how the fans are feeling right now, if for some reason – Antonio Pierce is not the coach for whoever doesn't matter who it is. Um, how, how do you think, how would you react? Um, despite the fact that he didn't get the job? What, what would be the reaction? 
I don't, I don't think I would love it, but I will embrace it. And just like we talked about, I root for the Raiders. As long as it's not some former Patriots coach, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's bring in Bill O'Brien to run this fucking football team. Um, but as long as it's the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't, I will absolutely always endorse it. And here's the thing that's funny on the Twitter. Like, everybody wants to follow one camp or the other, right? Well, I'm like, you know, only the Sith deal in absolutes. I'm like a great Jedi over here. I, I freaking go one side or the other, right? So, if, if it's Antonio Pierce, that's my guy. That's the guy I'm rooting for. And it's, I'm, I'm no shame in that. And we'll freaking scream that from the rooftops or the top of section 200 over here in Allegiant Stadium. Antonio Pierce is my guy and the guy that I'm rooting for to get the job. If he doesn't, and it's, and it's Jim Harbaugh, great. We all understand Jim Harbaugh's connections. We all understand the bona fides that come along with a guy like Jim Harbaugh. It doesn't dismiss Jim because we root for Antonio. And even if it's neither one of those guys, it, it's, it, and so it's so, again, so it's so funny. It's not a polarizing topic. It's like, let's freaking, whoever it is, we got their back. Now, again, AP is my guy. Harbaugh could be my guy. I don't know. Jeff Wilbert could be my guy. Whoever the guy is is the guy. But at the end of the day, I think that for the spirit of this football team, and there's something – I gosh, Scott, I feel like I beat the freaking drum on this way too much. But And, and shame on me if that's the case. And, and forgive me, Raider Nation, the, the listeners out there. There's something unique about the goddamn Raiders, and there's something unique about having a Raider coach that it does lead to wins. It's not about all the like uh, extraneous stuff. It's win the loss records as a coordinator, like whatever. We can go on all the resumes you want. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, he's the guy because he embodies the spirit of what we are. And we don't love him just because he embodies the spirit. That's a different story. Anybody can rep the Raiders. Right? Anybody can do that. And we don't love him just because he does that. It's because it leads to success. That's the freaking difference. And it leads to success at a different level. All, Scott, oh. all right. Well, hold it right there because we are going to step aside real quick for our audio audience. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue with Murph and the gang live from Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders 27-14 wins. Win, excuse me, over the Broncos or the Donkeys, as you Raider fans like to call them. You're listening to Silver and Black today at Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere. All right, here we are back, our live postgame show. For those of you listening on the podcast on Monday morning, good morning to you. Uh, but Murph, we were talking about your feelings, and this is where it's really interesting with fans, too, because I understand, and, and I think you've been very good about and explaining why you want Antonio Pierce as the, as the full-time head coach permanently, I should say, a, after that process takes place. And, and you've explained why. I think what's interesting to me is when the infighting happens where it's like, hey, if you if, if somebody wants Harbaugh more than AP or somebody wants AP more than Harbaugh, instead of having the discussion around why, which you just articulated right before the break, um, people devolve into – no, you know, they just evolve into arguing, which is really interesting. And I guess it happens in every fan base. But the idea that you might want somebody else or that you might want AP as coach, that that shouldn't yeah. that shouldn't break through the unity that I think I've seen from Raider Nation over the last several weeks. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. No, and just because Michelle likes Fords and I like Chevys doesn't mean we shouldn't both like cars. You know what I mean? Just because someone likes an iPhone and someone likes an Apple phone doesn't mean we shouldn't like play on our phones anymore. Like there's a, that, that whole idea of that division, Scott. I, I absolutely don't get it, and it's and it's remarkable to me that there's and, and it's unfortunate because I think it's a social media thing, and I'll I'll save the platform on that. But like it, the idea that there's that much division and when. If you establish a stance, it automatically disqualifies another. No, it absolutely does not. Just because we're fans of Antonio Pierce and we're excited about what he, the energy and the leadership and the emotion that he's brought to this team, it doesn't dismiss what somebody else could, could, could bring, but it just happens to be our preferred position. Sometimes you don't, you know, you just have to pick a lane. It doesn't make one lane bad or the other. You know what I mean? You just got to pick one. And so we like the Antonio Pierce lane. That's what yeah. we're rooting for. And so that's the thing, Scott. It's unfortunate. It's, 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 it's the same thing as the car wars, which I know you guys are tired of it's the same thing as Derek it, it, it's the same stuff it doesn't make it bad it just means that you prefer one thing over the other that's all it is it doesn't have to be a me versus you Raider Nation and, and, it is, and it's clearly not let's all be more unified as a fan base and, root for, and that's why I say it again the root for the Raiders that are yeah and, and I think that that's important too is you don't have to I, I think you don't have to you don't have to minimize one person for the other. So if you're in yes. the Antonio Pierce should be the permanent head coach camp uh, and somebody says, you know, I rather have Jim Harbaugh or I rather have Ben Johnson or I rather have Frank Smith. You don't have to say that they're terrible or that they're they don't deserve it or whatever. You could bring up sure. I, I, positives and negative every coach, everybody. And, you know, this Murph, you have people who work for you. You've worked in business. When you hire people, they're always going to have positives and then they're going to have I, not negatives, but challenges. They're going to have things that they do really, really well. And they have things that they're not great at. And so I think when you look at opportunities and you look at somebody who's going to run an organization or in this case, a team, you have to be able to kind of balance those out. Right. And at the end of the day, no matter how you feel or how I feel, there's one guy, his name is Mark Davis, and it's going to be how he feels the best direction for his team. Cause no matter what people think of Mark, he owns the team and it's his decision. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds. Cause I don't think we're going to have to wait too long. I think that you have to go through the process. And I invite folks later tonight, you'll see a story up on sportsnot.com where I'm a writer and editor about Antonio Pierce coming the full-time head coach and why they can't just do it right now. You have to go through the Rooney rule. You have to go through the process. Even though he is an African-American coach, the Raiders still have to go through the entire process. So you're going to see an interview process. You're going to see other people come in and interview. Does not mean that Antonio Pierce doesn't have a leg up because he sure as heck does. 
especially after how he's performed. So I think that people just need to keep that in mind that you can't just name him the coach already. It's going to take the process and you're going to have to go through the process. I know people are excited. They don't want to wait, but that's going to be part of it, right? You have to, but at least fans are excited. A hundred percent. Yeah, they're totally excited, you know, and we've seen during the course of this season, Scott, that, you know, Mark Davis listens to his fans, right? You know, we, we've seen him get accosted at SoFi Stadium and yelled at, and we've seen him get, you know, taken to the side at the WNBA parade here in Las Vegas. We've seen all that stuff, and he listened, and he fired Josh McDaniel. So not to say that us as fans have, you know, all the say in what happens in Raider Nation or what happens with this football team. But Mark Davis, we have the ear of our owner. He wants to make us happy because if we're happy and he's happy, everyone's happy. And at the end of the day, yes, he wants to win football games. And so at the end of the day, you know, we, we hear tons of times tonight here at Allegiant Stadium, AP, AP, AP. He's going to listen to his fans, and I think he's going to do the right thing, and I think it's going to happen. You know, yes, I totally understand what you're saying. He's got to do his due diligence. He's got to do all that kind of stuff. But when you've got a when you've got an interim coach that is that is three and three and one in your division and stuff like that, like that's no joke, man. It's real. So you know, and four and three total, like he's got a winning record, and the team is rallied around this guy, man. Like, I mean, there's really, I feel like there's no, there's there's no decision, man. He's got the boys playing up. He's got them doing the right thing, man. You know, from Jack Jones to Malcolm Coons to everybody else, man. AP is our guy, yeah. the end, Scott, the end. Well, the, the, the thing about it, too, is that I, I've just been so impressed with, and I know a lot of people are excited about what's happened with the defense, Patrick Graham and all of that. Um, and, and remember, Antonio Pierce, you talk about Malcolm Coons, you talk about Divine Diablo, both have just shown an amazing amount of growth in about a 10-week period. Uh, Antonio Pierce is still the position coach, so he's, he's, he's coaching those guys there, too. But Patrick Graham, uh, when you do as well as the Raiders defense has done at the tail end of this year, uh, other people are going to come calling too. So, so that's the thing too. You might not be able to control that, but I, I, the one thing I disagree with people is that if certain coaches leave that you're suddenly going to have to start all over. I don't think so. I think from the, the offense perspective with most of the pieces you have in place, sands, the quarterback with the defense, with what you have in place, supplementing that with another cornerback, and some, some players through the draft, like a linebacker, uh, you don't have to fall back. Even if the coach, listen, if it's Antonio Pierce, fine. If, if, if Graham leaves, it doesn't matter. You can find somebody else who come in because they're going to inherit a team that's in a much better place. Do, do you hear that from fans too? I, I find that this high kind of fatalistic thing where if people leave, you're suddenly going to fall back and be a terrible team on both sides of the ball. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, no, and you do hear a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, the sky is falling, like, and they just get so completely, it, it's all or nothing. And I don't think it is all or nothing because they've added key pieces now to fine-tune all of the things that they've been trying to fix. And, and I, I do think that even, I mean, I don't want Patrick Graham to leave, but if somebody does leave, whoever comes in can take what they have and run with it. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Yeah, no, no question. No question. That's the rest of us. <laughs> there we go. I got I got all three of you now. Although uh, you could, uh, Jeff, you love it here. People are people are saying Jeff looks like a stalker back there. It's kind of funny. I thought, oh, I thought up, come here. You sound like you're a stalker. I'm a stalker. Yeah, people were saying uh -oh. you just kind of look like a stalker. You're you're in the back the there. I'm just kidding. Uh oh, uh oh. We got we got we got we got Raider oh, on Raider violence now. 
<laughs> it's all good. Uh, all right, there we go. They'll be back with us. Uh, I think Murph hit the wrong button there. Uh, but no, listen, I mean, that's why, as you guys know, who watch the show or listen to the show, Mo and I are always very, very objective. Uh, and sometimes you like to hear what we say, and sometimes you don't like to hear what we have to say. But at the same time, that's why we have the Raiders fan radio crew on because we believe it's important to hear what fans have to say and, and, and your point of view. I think that's, that's vital. Uh, and we got the guys back now. There you are. You hit the wrong button, man. Jeff is terrible at this, Scott. I gotta, I gotta apologize for my best friend. He's not so good at broadcasting. That's okay. That's all right. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, but uh, I, <laughs> you got to wrap it up. You got to get they're, they're trying to kick us out, Scott, but you know what? Okay. What are they going to do? It's the last game of the season. That's the last game at Allegiant Stadium. Let's freaking go. Murph, we'll pay your bail. Don't worry about it. Um, no, but before <laughs> before we let you go, though, tell everybody why you're there this week and then give everybody the spiel about the One Nation Foundation right before you got to go. So that's our foundation, the One Nation Foundation. When we figured out we could make money with Raiders Fan Radio, we quickly decided, me and Uncle Mosh and Swag Jeff, we decided we wanted to give all that money away. And so we give it to um, strictly Raiders-related charities. We give it to the Blitnikoffs. We give it to the Max Crosby Foundation. We give it to uh, Raider Dad, who are taking underprivileged uh, kids to Raider games. Uh, some incredible organizations that we're so proud to be partnered with. And so if you could support the Raiders Fan uh, if you could support the One Nation Foundation, we would entirely appreciate it. You can go to OneNationFoundation.net. You can uh, jump on there. You can directly uh, monetarily donate there. But even if you can't monetarily donate, we just ask, ask that you endorse um, – gosh, Scott, can you tell I've been having 19 Topo Chicos? We just ask that you freaking endorse uh, Raiders Van Radio because that leads to advertising opportunities for us, and so we are so appreciative of that, uh, whether that's a like, a subscribe – uh, just to, you know, check in with us on the audio version of the podcast. Uh, and we thank you so very, very much, Raider Nation. So the One Nation Foundation, we got invited, the three of us, to come out here. Other Raiders reached out to us, and they were like, the, the work you guys are doing is incredible. And we quickly deferred that and said, well, it's not us. It's our listeners and the people that endorse us. Those are the ones that are doing the amazing work. We're just idiots with a microphone and, and you know, a freaking camera. But um, so all that said, thank you, Raider Nation. We cannot appreciate you enough. Um, uh, for this, uh, you know, opportunity, and most importantly, for what the opportunities are out there for the foundation, because we're gonna we're gonna take this thing on the, on the, on big levels. And shout out you, shout out Mo, everybody in Silver and Black today have been absolutely amazing and so kind to us. Our platform has grown because of your platform, and the idea that someone like you, who's in traditional media and willing to share it with us, like it's so flattering and so kind, and we can't thank you enough. That's awesome. I appreciate that, man. And by the way, a shout out to Hooligan Nation, a $20 super chat, which goes right to the One Nation Foundation. So thank you for that. Guys, listen, hey. Murph, Murph, Jeff, Michelle, have a great time. Uh, and I know you're going to have to uh, get home soon. So have safe travels back back home. And thank you, guys. There we go. We got a nice stadium shot there. There they are. Come on, Jeff, get in there. Hey. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being with us. And we'll see you guys soon. All right. Hey, Scott, well, I got Scott, one thing to say. Yes. <laughs> there they are. Take care, guys. There you go. The, the One Nation Foundation, of course, the Raider 
fan radio, the team, they're always with me here on the post game show. Take a quick break, come back. I will help close out the show. Don't go anywhere. Appreciate your chat. I will get to some of those chats here in a second. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders. Don't go anywhere. All right, we are back. Uh, listen, guys, I want to give a shout out to, I see him in the chat, uh, Raider Dad, 107 kids this season. Uh, amazing. Getting kids to see their first Raiders game. And Murph talked about what he does with Josh there to, to get kids out to the game. The foundation gives money to that. If you don't already support Raider Dad, look at him. You can follow them. You see their 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 handle here. If you're on YouTube, go to their Facebook page, follow them on x.com and help out there if you can. Amazing stuff. Really just crazy work you've done on that, Josh. Thank you so much for doing that. But um, Raiders, of course, 27-14. Winners against the Denver Broncos. Scott Branson here, Silver and Black today in Odyssey Regional Podcast. Thank you guys for being with us. I mean, looking at this game too, I, I was so encouraged to see the offense perform well. The offensive line did great. Aiden O'Connell, of course, did very well. He was 20 of 31, 244 yards, two touchdowns, 110.1 quarterback rating. And I, again, I, I've said it and I'll say it again. That is also a, a, a remarkable feat. The young man did great stepping in when he got the job after Antonio Pierce took over. He has his limitations, though, and that's not to be negative. That's just he is who he is. The Raiders, I still believe their number one need is a, a more dynamic, functionally mobile quarterback. And so they'll do that, and that's fine. But you know, O'Connell will have every opportunity, I believe, to compete for the starting job. He's just limited from his mobility perspective. You saw it again tonight. But the offensive line did so well. This is how Tom Brady won so many Super Bowls, was the idea that he was able to have such a good offensive line. So when you have great protection that doesn't break down, if you're not a more mobile quarterback, then, then you can wheel and deal. And that's what's so great about Aiden O'Connell is, even if he's a backup quarterback, it doesn't matter. You're still, as you saw in the year, this season in the NFL, more quarterbacks went down than any other season, had more starting quarterbacks in the NFL per team than any other time in the league's history. So you have to have somebody comp. It's not the same league where the backup quarterback barely gets in. They don't have to be very good. And you just have a guy there for an emergency. You want somebody who can go out and play. And I think Aiden O'Connell has shown that he is an NFL quarterback. He needs some seasoning. He needs development, right? He's a rookie. So you understand that a fourth round rookie as well. So from that perspective, um, that is good. The Raiders have found that. I think Zamir White, again, we talked about it at the top of the show. He has shown, I was not high on him. You heard on our show earlier in the year, it was sort of like, eh, okay, what does he do? But he finally got the opportunity, unfortunately, because Josh Jacobs was injured. Uh, but that is also a situation where you, you need to have more carries. You need to be able to have more time. When he was given the time, when Zamir White had to carry the load, he did a great job again tonight, 112 yards rushing as well. Also encouraged to see, as I mentioned earlier, Trey Tucker, who's come along nicely. I still want to see him more involved. He was obviously very involved tonight uh, with seven, uh, excuse me, with five catches, 79 yards. You look also Devontae Adams tonight, five catches, 46 yards and the touchdown. And then the defense. I mean, again, Robert Spillane, Divine Diablo at linebacker. This was a weakness for this defense coming in, it, by not just my view, but I think anybody who covers the team, they signed Spillane. They needed to fill some spots there. And Spillane had his best year ever. Again, linebackers coach is Antonio Pierce. So you look at their development, and you can credit that right to Pierce because he is their position coach. 
couple that with Patrick Graham and the overall management of the defense. And I agree with a lot of folks out there who reach out to me to talk about how this defense is in a really good spot. They still need some more bodies, though. You can never be too good, right? You need to get some more depth. You need to get some more bodies. They need another cornerback. I still think they need another linebacker. And, of course, that interior of the defense. By the way, Tyree Wilson with a nice sack. Mo and I mentioned on the show last week that we really wanted to see him finish strong. And he got a sack tonight. So you saw that. And, of course, Malcolm Koontz. To me, Malcolm Koontz is one of the better stories on the second half of the NFL season because he's come along so well in this past nine weeks uh, that you can't, you can't, uh, you cannot uh, dismiss that. I mean, you just look at that and you say, wow, the Raiders may have found their answer at that other end. Yes, Tyree Wilson plays end two, but he also plays inside. You have a player who can play both spots that gives some versatility as Wilson continues to develop, but with Koontz, on the edge and what he's been able to do with Max Crosby. And of course, Max Crosby is Max Crosby. He continues to do what he does. It makes a, a situation, I think, much more tenable for the Raiders to say, okay, we have a good core defense now. We just need to go out and make it better, add pieces to get that depth. And of course, you do that through the draft. The Raiders, unfortunately, look at Max Crosby with now uh, players rolling off the roster this coming offseason. He's going to be the last one left from that 2019 class. So they need to do a better job of drafting. That's why the GM position, I know everybody's focused on Antonio Pierce in the head coaching position, but you also have to make the right choice at general manager. I think Champ Kelly is that guy. I've said that early on. I think he's ready to do that. He's also, as we heard tonight, going to be interviewed by a couple other teams for their open general manager position. So he's in demand. It's not exactly uh, the Raiders or nothing for him. He's he's interviewed the last few years for GM jobs. So he's ready to, I think, take that mantle on. So is it going to be Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce? Maybe. Is it going to be Champ Kelly and another coach? Could be. We don't know yet. But I do think that so many people who feel like this, and a lot of people from the outside too, because of what happened this year with the Raiders, because of the mistake with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, a lot of people feel this team is so far away. And as I said earlier, I don't think they're far away. I think they're they're there. I mean, they won eight games. Yeah, you didn't make the playoffs, okay? But you're talking about two more wins and you're dead in the playoff race, right? I mean, you're right in the middle of it with two more wins, including some of those games where the Raiders just could not find any sort of offense. So that said, uh, the Raiders have a lot of work to do this offseason. It'll be another interesting year of change, uh, but at the same time, I think as fans out there, as our listeners, you have to say to yourself, hey, we're in a pretty good spot here. It's not like previous years where you feel like it's falling apart at the seams. No, you need to add some folks. I think the Raiders need to go out and find that young quarterback that they feel can be their franchise quarterback, and we'll see what they do in the draft, right? We'll see. Uh, and for those of you who said, well, they hurt themselves by winning today because of the draft picks. Technically, that might be true in some sense, but in another sense, it's not really because I think the Raiders can make a move. There's going to be teams uh, like the Cardinals are sticking with Kyler Murray. We heard the Giants say they're sticking with Daniel Jones. We'll see if that's true as well. So you look at that and you start to think, well, there might be an opportunity uh, to to move up in the draft if they want to or they go a different route. We'll have to see how that all goes, but it'll be really interesting. And as you said, Paul, I agree with you going to be, it's not going to be a dull postseason again, not only because of the Raiders, um, excuse me, the coaching situation or the general manager situation, but 
also because of the roster. How Whoever comes in to manage the roster, what are they going to do to improve it? So uh, getting ready for the NFL draft starts tomorrow, right? So these guys, I mean, they've already started, to be honest with you. But now you start to think about the offseason. You start to think about players that are going to roll off the roster and what your needs are. So the work begins now. The work begins to how you take an 8-9 and nine team and you make it a 10 or 11 win team. And so I think that starts with quarterback. I think that starts with finding depth along the offensive line. And of course, on the defense, you got to get right in the trenches. That's where you win. You win in the defensive line, you win in the offensive line. And that's what, uh, if you look at all the teams at the top of the league right now, like Baltimore, all those teams, that's what they do. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this season unfolds. And I know you guys will all be there to check it out. And we appreciate you guys being with us. We are going to be back here on Silver and Black today on Tuesday. Mo and I will be back with a new show. We'll break down a little bit of this win and we'll start getting into what comes next. And we'll see what kind of news triggers out over the next few days uh, with the coaching situation with Antonio Pierce, who obviously is going to interview for the job and is a front runner at this point uh, because we don't really know who who else is going to apply for the job? So we'll see. And we'll break that down and talk about, of course, uh, the positives and negatives of all the candidates and, and what they bring to the table for the Raiders. But clearly the fans right now, at least most of them, clearly like Antonio Pierce and would, would be okay if Antonio Pierce ended up winning the job, um, despite uh, the fact that he hasn't been a head coach at the co- at the pro level or a coordinator at the, co- at the uh, pro level. But that doesn't matter. You can go by what he did. He talked about his resume being on the grass. He went five and four as someone who had never coached a team uh, at the NFL level. So you got to give him all the credit in the world and certainly a guy that's easy. I mean, easy to root for. So we'll see how it all breaks down. But we will be back on Tuesday here on Silver and Black today. We appreciate it. Do us a favor if you would. Please subscribe to the audio podcast wherever you get your audio. Just look for Silver and Black today. Also, if you're with us on YouTube, thank you. The chat was awesome. As always, we appreciate you guys being with you. If you don't already subscribe, to the show on YouTube. Please subscribe and hit that notifications bell so you know whenever we have a new video. Also, if you're watching us on Facebook or on x.com, make sure you follow SNB today. I am at LV Gully and uh, we appreciate the support as always. You guys are great and we would not be here without all of you. For our producer, Mike Robier, for Murph, Jeff and Michelle from Raiders Fan Radio who joined us tonight on the post game show. I am Scott Branson. We will talk to everybody on Tuesday. Take care, everybody.